0: Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I do know some spiritual truths, however, that uh, the more light one has, the more is required of them. Are you listening? See, more is required of some people in many areas than others because they know more. The Bible teaches us you'll have to you'll have you can't get away from that Bible fact that the Bible teaches us is a similarity between spiritual growth and physical growth. The Bible plainly says, As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The Bible again says, Be no longer children.
1: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's message.
0: You see, it was only as God the Father through the Holy Spirit would inspire him or manifest himself that he could do anything because he had stripped himself. The Bible said he laid aside his mighty power and glory when he came into this world. That's the reason he had to be anointed with the Holy Ghost, you know. Now, you see, if we would realize that, then we'd understand. See, see where this person been said. So now, now, Brother Hagen knew about that. And now, if he knew this fellow didn't pay tithes, how come he knew that one didn't? How come he didn't know that one didn't? Well, I didn't know any of them didn't. You see, well, how come then? How come God to reveal that? Well, I don't know. I'm not God. I do know some spiritual. Truths, however, that uh, the more light one has, the more is required of them. Are you listening? See, more is required of some people in many areas than others because they know more. The Bible teaches us. You'll have to. You'll have. You can't get away from that Bible fact that the Bible teaches us is a similarity between spiritual growth and physical growth. The Bible plainly says, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The Bible again says, be no longer children. You see, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine by the slide of men. But the Bible talks about growing up into him. The King James says, unto a perfect man, that's a little blind to us because nobody in this world has ever become perfect, but, but actually the Greek word is a mature man, full grown, hallelujah. Christian he's talking about, see. Well, in the natural, you require more, you know, like you require more, you expect more, you require more out of a 14-month-old child than you would a 4-month-old child. You require more out of a 14-year-old child than you do a 4-year-old. You expect more out of a 24-year-old than you do a 14-year-old. And you even expect more out of a 34-year-old than you do a 24. You know, you ought to grow. Mentally, at least. Isn't that true? (laughs) See, you'd think nothing at all now. A little four month old child being held in his mother's lap. And you might not think a whole lot about a fourteen month old, but what about a fourteen year old sitting in his mama's lap? Taking the bottle. Everybody be looking, said there's something wrong there. And a fourteen year old boy or girl, either one. <laughs> you know, they reach that age, just order a teenager and stumble over their own feet. <laughs> But a 24-year-old, you expect them, you know, to sit down and act a little bit better than a teenager does a lot of times, don't you? Well, do you suppose God is any more unreasonable than we are, or reasonable, either one? No, more is required. See, this man evidently knew more, had more light. God expected more of him. See, that's what he was wrestling about in his conscience. Somebody else that didn't even know about some truths might not bother him at all. Now the time will come and God will have to deal with him about something. What am I saying to you is this. Jesus spit on the ground, made clay of the spittle, said to the man, go wash it all, and I'll come again seeing. If he hadn't obeyed, he wouldn't have been healed. Sometimes in many areas, there's an act of obedience that has to come first before a person can be healed. (coughs) Are you listening to me? Now, we need to realize that. John Lake says one time that he was praying with a father. In fact, he'd prayed with him several times. This man came for healing. Among other things, he had sugar diabetes, or he was a diabetic. And that is the benefit, you see, of, of ministering to people more than once and the people being in services where the Spirit of God is in manifestation. Of course, this man... Uh, Lake didn't have service every day, but at least they would come and they would talk to him. In other words, he had what they call healing rooms. He'd run sort of like a doctor's office. You'd check in with the uh, receptionist, and then you may go to a room talk to somebody. And they'd pray with you. And then he'd have so many lives. they so not every day, but two or three of them a week of service, not sort of like we have in here. But otherwise, they'd just deal with them like we do in counseling on a one-to-one basis. Of course, Lake couldn't deal with all of them. He had workers there, and you know, no other man could. person. But he happened to be praying with this fella and if I remember correctly, I think this is about the third time that he had prayed with him. And so he just stopped and said to him, what is this $5,000 that keeps coming up before me? See, in his spirit it just kept rising up. The man said, well, my brother and I were in business together and he was an older brother and he he died. And, And so I had furnished uh, the money I was a partner and you know and he did the work but now we're partners you know we just split it even the profits so on his wife didn't want to carry the business on she knew nothing about it she just told me you go ahead and just liquidate everything sell out you know and so he said I didn't say anything to her but I felt like well I put in some extra work here and I just kept $5,000 or her part back of course she didn't know the difference you know and the spirit of God was telling off on him you see and so Lake said, I said to him, well, do you have $5,000 in the bank? Oh, yeah, I got much more than that. Well, he said, okay, write, you have your checkbook with you? Yeah. He said, okay, write out a check for $5,000, make it out to your sister-in-law, and you can get an envelope over there off of that desk and address it to her and go down here and mail it. In fact, there's a stamp. Go, go down and mail it on the corner mailbox and come back and I'll pray for you. See, we, 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 we rush into praying for some people too quickly. Amen. Now, see, we, we have to, if we're just going to be there a few days, like our healing crusades, well, you just have to go ahead. I know ahead of time everybody's not going to get healed. They could, but they're not, because they're not in, always in position to do so. But, you see, you don't have time to teach them, and, and you'll get a certain percent of them healed. Just like I know you're not going to get everybody saved, but, you you know, they could all get saved. But you know, from experience, you're not going to get everybody saved. But those that will respond, you'll get a certain percent of them saved. you still out there? <laughs> so the man met and mailed that check to his sister-in-law, came back late and laid hands on him and instantly healed, made perfect. So we need to realize, that's the point I'm making right now, that, that, there, ha- that there is an obedience now, there's something else I believe the Lord wants me to emphasize today. And I'm just uh, not teaching these, these weeks from notes. And I did open my notebook up here, but I haven't said anything that's there yet. I may get around to it next week sometime. <laughs> but uh, I'm just endeavoring to follow the Spirit of God in this. And there's something else I, I know in my spirit the Lord wants me to emphasize. So it we, was right there in that 19th verse of this fifth chapter of John. Now, let's go back and read again. I know we've read this before, but I want to emphasize something here. You see, let's just start in with the first verse of this fifth chapter again. Uh, After this, this is the first verse of the fifth chapter of John's Gospel. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, hawk, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled of the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Now, you see, I want you to notice now that, uh, that this actually happened. Somebody asked me one time, said, what do you think about that? Well, I said, I don't think anything about it. This fellow talked me, he said, oh, you're bound to have some thought, uh, talking about this scripture here. Read it to me. He said, what do you think about it? Read just where I've read, right down there. Stop. I said, well, I don't think anything. Oh, you're bound to. No, I said, no, well, he said, you're bound to. You, you think it happened, didn't I? I said, no, I don't think anything about it at all. I just know it happened How the Bible said it happened. I don't have any thoughts on it. I mean, that's what the Bible said happened, so that's what happened. Now, that, that, that uh, reveals this fact to us. You see, now, Jesus is not inv- involved on this healing. God, in his own right of divine sovereignty, just initiates some, some things on his own sometimes in the areas of healing. But that's not God's best. Are you listening to him? Jesus came along. Here's one fellow that couldn't get in on that, but he got healed. Jesus came along, he says. certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, he knew he had been now a long time in that case. Well, now, how'd Jesus know? We'd say in that, how'd Jesus know the fellow had been a long time in that condition? By revelation of the Spirit of God, we call it the word of knowledge. It's revealed to him, in other words. So he said to him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day, it's not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed, and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed, and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. Now, again, he didn't know who it was that healed him. Now, notice, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. In other words, this one man out of five porches full, this one man got healed and Jesus just left him. Why didn't he heal somebody else? Why didn't he heal all of them? Well, you see, in one area of ministering healing, when you're ministering with what we call gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of those gifts only happen or come as the Spirit wills. So he could only minister the one that the Spirit directed him to. Are you listening? Well, that's one area of healing. It's not the only one, only one method. It's not the only method, but it is one way or one method. And, and that's the reason you'll see sometimes the same thing happen in multitudes, crowds of the, the speakers, you know, of, the Spirit of God will speak to him sometimes. Sometimes he'll he'll minister different ways.
1: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. This month's special offer is the Healing Package, which includes the three-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagen, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It, plus the paperback book by Ken Hagen, The Healers in Your House. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at REMA.org. That's r h e m a dot o r g. Now let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen.
2: You, you can watch Rayma Praise uh, video cast. That's right. Uh, and you can listen to Rayma Rama for Today radio. And you can read the Word of Faith magazine. Uh, all of this online. can be done online at Rayma. Dot org. That's right. If you want to do that, and you also can download uh, our, our app from the, to the iPhone or the Android, and, and also watch, watch our us. services live right. at ten o'clock on Sunday morning, seven o'clock Sunday night, and seven o'clock on Wednesday night. Central time. Central time. Okay. Right. Yeah. You always get that in there. I've I got that in there. Well, I do, I don't think that way. So know. I'm glad you do. <laughs> Uh, you're the you're the detail person. That I honey. am. I am. I'm your helpmate. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> Want to watch Rama events anytime, anywhere? Then download the Rama app on your iPhone, iPad, or Android. Also check us out on Roku. Get details online at rama.org. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching, healing, how to receive it, and how to keep it. That's tomorrow on REMA for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.